All right, Bulldog fans, our friends from Tacovas want to remind you that uh, it's festival season, it's concert season, it's sundress season. Yes, it is. And you know you need some nice boots to go along with every bit of that. And Tacovas is your stop for the best in Western wear. Tacovas has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and so much more. All Tacovas boots are made by hand in a very time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacovas has first wear comforts. So no break-in period. You know how tough that can be with a brand new pair of boots. You can put these bad boys on and ride that ride with a smile. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with the same level of style. So stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary beverage or two, shop the new styles, the smell of fresh leather, and a friendly staff are always at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience quite like it. If you can't make it to a store, visit Tacovas. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges shipped right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Boneyard with Steve Robertson. As always, I am your good friend and host, Steve Robertson, here on the magnificent Monday edition of The Yard. A little bit later than I planned, but it's been one of those days working through the uh, the edit process. You know, you, that's the thing about writing a book that I don't think a lot of people understand, is you write it, and then you submit it, and then it goes through a round of editors, and then you get it back, and it's all marked up just like your junior English composition teacher would do to your rough draft. And then there's some things, some nuance, there's some things that have to be changed, or sometimes sometimes you will say things one way, and uh, it's got to be rephrased a little bit because you used a repetitive phrase a couple paragraphs later in your manuscript. And so there's a lot that goes into that. So I was up to about 2 in the morning working on 10 football chapters. There are 21 chapters in this book. Ten of them football, six of them baseball, three of them basketball, and two of them student stories. I think you'll find those of great interest. Many people did with Stark Villains. They they loved the stories of uh, Frank Carolla and uh, and Big Skeet, Skeeter Edwards, 1946 Bulldogs that flew over to Oxford in a crop duster. Did a little redecorating at the Ole Miss football stadium the day before the Egg Bowl. A lot of people share with me that was one of their favorite stories. Then you got a couple of crazy wild college kids that stole the golden egg to protect its pristine condition to ensure that the uh, trophy was not defaced by the interlopers from Oxford who were intent on uh, engraving forfeited on the trophy. That's all in Stark Villains. But I'm, uh, I'm, listen, I'm going to point now, this, this is the, the most difficult part of the process for me. It's one of those things, like, it's easy to start a book. It's fun to write a book. 
it's very, very difficult to finish a book because you got to be critical about your own work, and there are other people that they offer suggestions and corrections, and and even though at the end of the day you think to yourself, it really doesn't matter that much, you begin to ask yourself, well, if it really doesn't matter that much, why didn't they just leave it? So you work through all that stuff, but uh, it's all about making it a better work. It's all about making it a better work. And that's one of the things, too, that I find absolutely hilarious. Every so often, somebody will send me these comments from the uh, some of the fan-based media loyalists of, uh, of the rival school, and they'll say, hey, well, they're saying that uh, you should have hired an editor. You know, well, first of all, I don't hire anybody. I was hired by a publisher to write books. And then they, in turn, have an editorial process that they go through and then they send me some things, and then I make corrections, and then I send them back, and it, is, it goes about five different times. And even despite everybody's best effort, sometimes you're going to miss something. Sometimes you're going to, you know, you'll miss some syntax, or you'll, you know, you'll miss something. It's just, you know, just how it works. That's the beauty of the first edition, right? You clean it up, and in the second printing, it's it's better. But it's interesting to me that so many people that uh, haven't as much as written a coloring book have a uh, have an opinion about other people that have actually uh, finished books and had them sell very successfully. And what's interesting about that too, and, and um, this is one of those things, one of those weird things you look at life, is we haven't even finished a book yet. We'll get through the uh, the rest of the edits this week, and then you know we'll collect in pictures and that sort of stuff. And in a couple of weeks, we'll push this thing off to print. It's going to be a busy couple of weeks. But we've already got people that are scheduling book signings. I've already got people reaching out to me saying, hey, Steve, we want you for this, we want you for that. I don't keep my calendar, so I have to forward that to somebody else. But it's amazing to me, and it's, it's a lot about all of you, that vendors are already saying, hey, listen, we know this book is going to sell because the previous two sold. So we're going to, they're already jockeying for positions saying, hey, listen, we want to get Steve this Friday. We want to get Steve this home weekend. We want him to Steve this Saturday. Got people lining me up for Christmas events. It's exciting. It really is. Alpha Dogs is the new book. And if you're looking for a Father's Day gift, matter of fact, some of you are getting Stark Villains for Father's Day because I signed them today. Matter of fact, I'm having to sign books now just about every other day. And if you're looking to get your dad some reading material, whether he be a Mississippi State fan, a fan of college football, or even an Ole Miss fan that uh, is in need of the truth, let me encourage you to visit StarkVillainsTheBook.com. And for the next couple of weeks through uh, Father's Day, I guess, through Father's Day, if you're ordering a gift for your dad, there's no shipping. No free shipping for dad. We're going to make it easy for you to give your dad the gift of knowledge. You can get Flim Flam personalized copies of Flim Flam and or Stark Villains right there at StarkVillainsTheBook.com. And then when we get ready to do the ordering process for Alpha Dogs, the pre-orders, some of you guys like to get those pre-orders, I know, because I ended up signing those books about 1,000, you'll be able to order at the same place. Not available yet. Once it's pushed off to print, listen, in about a month from now, you're going to have the option to pre-order that new book. And that's going to be really cool. But for Father's Day, give your gift the gift of villainry. Go to StarkVillainsTheBook.com. Again, get them both. Happy to do it. Very, 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 very happy to do it. All right, so 
Let's thank our good friends at Bulldog Burger Company, longtime sponsors of this show. Very happy to have them with us. Very loyal, dedicated group, part of a family of restaurants here in the Golden Triangle that have served this area for many, many years. Bulldog Burger Company, the home of a great restaurant quality hamburger. It'll make you and everyone around you better looking. I encourage you to get the spring rolls. That is probably the best appetizer in Starkville proper. Go check it out yourself. Now two locations to serve you. Bulldog Burger Company right here on University Drive in Stark Vegas and on Gloucester Street there in Tupelo. I was by that location here a few weeks back. It's, a, it's an incredible building. I mean, it really is. It is so well-placed and well-located. Great visibility, great parking, great place. Bulldog Burger Company, the place where people in Starkville and now Tupelo go to meet. M-E-A-T. Uh, get the pimentology ad bacon. Like if you're if it's your cheat day, I'm telling you, you probably if you ha- have like a lunch around one o'clock, you won't even eat supper. It's incredible. You'll love it. Go find your own favorites. Bulldog Burger Company, one of the best places in the country to get a good restaurant quality hamburger. All right. So over the weekend, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but uh, we're doing summer league baseball, right? Gene Swindoll and I spent a couple days in Meridian, Mississippi at uh, QV Sykes Park and then spent some time uh, Saturday morning at Meridian Community College. Had a chance to visit with Jared Parks. Big Papa Parks on Twitter. Former Mississippi State star Jared Parks. Robbed of the hits record due to some hometown scoring in Oxford. And people wonder why there's a rivalry. But be that as it may, we're playing baseball again. And so a lot of people have had questions about this. See, what, you know, what are they doing here? Okay, so let me share with you this. So there was attendance. There were fans. You know, more people obviously on Saturday than Thursday because people can get out. And Thursday was the collegiate league, so you didn't have a lot of families there. But you did have you know, a lot of Bulldogs there. I discussed that on Friday's show. Then on Saturday, it was busy. I mean, now it was, you know, what you would expect, you know, for like a summer league baseball weekend. Now, this is the East Coast Sox. You know, their team's kind of playing against each other. And it's for the betterment of their game. And many of those guys are already committed. That's what's amazing to me. We got a chance to visit with some of the 2023 kids. And I guess we interviewed half a dozen guys that are already committed to Mississippi State. I had a chance to meet Reeves Reynolds. That's right, Reeves Reynolds. Transferred to Jackson Prep a couple years ago. Already committed to Mississippi State. Plays center field. His hero, Jake Mangum. Matter of fact, I texted Jake to make sure he knew. Reeves Reynolds pitched a little bit on Saturday. Played a pretty good defense when he was out there. He looks like, you know, a wiry Center field guy with good range. Yeah, we didn't get to see a whole lot of offense. It's a wooden bat league, you know what I'm saying? So not a lot of balls jumping off the bat. These guys are still, you know, early in their high school careers. But I was very impressed with the, the whole East Coast Sox operation deal. I mean, it, I mean, the players, good. The uniform's great. The guys having a good time. One of the guys that really impressed me, Brandon High School Catcher. Jacob Keyes had the first hit of the day, active feet back there as a catcher. I'm a former catcher, so I have a real appreciation for those guys to have to put on the light gear 
go out there and play in 95 degree weather. But uh, having a chance to meet with Jacob Keyes, you know, he's a guy that really kind of benefited from watching Kellum Clark this year. Kellum Clark, of course, Mississippi State signee, withdrew from the Major League Baseball draft to go play college baseball. And Keyes tells me he learned a lot. I learned a lot by watching Kellum go through all of this to kind of prepare himself for what he's going to go through here in a couple years. That's one of the things that I think a lot of people forget. You know, it's very difficult to make yourself as a baseball senior. I mean, it really, really is. You know, travel team baseball is where it's at. I mean, there there are some guys out there. Obviously, there are some small-town kids in Mississippi that have an opportunity to go do some big things. And then this junior college system, man, what a blessing this junior college system is for student-athletes in the state of Mississippi, regardless of sport. But there, listen, if, if you're not playing travel team baseball, the chances of you having the opportunity to play major college baseball are pretty slim. I mean, honestly. And I'm not here advocating for one program over another. I'm just telling you that uh, if, you, if your kid has potential and your kid has dreams of playing college baseball, you need to get them in a program somewhere. You do. You need to have them in a program. And it's not just for the exposure aspect of it. It's for the coaching aspect of it. I mean, like, these teams that are playing over the weekend, you've got former major league scouts that are coaching these kids. You've got former college coaches like Ron Polk coaching these kids. And so it's not just to get out there and get your name in the paper. It's not just to have your name attached with a prestigious travel team roster. It's the betterment of your play. It's about getting out there and having the opportunity to play baseball competitively against the better kids your age in your area to measure yourself against them and to improve your skill when my son Ani he played college baseball and uh we were very fortunate it's very it's very difficult to get a scholarship to a mississippi junior college for out of state players and it should be that way it should be the mississippi community college situation where the majority of the kids are going to be guys that come from mississippi that's who funds the school, right? There's a handful of scholarships for out-of-state kids. My, my kid was able to get one. And then we played Cotton States League Baseball in addition to playing for the Mississippi Stars. So that entire summer, he played with uh, Harry Porter's group. Um, Cody White was our coach. Did a great job. We went all over, played at the University of Alabama, played at South Alabama, played at LSU, had a chance to play everywhere against other guys that are going to go to play at the college level. And it makes you a better player. Not to mention the memories you make. I mean, you know, my kid played NAIA baseball. But you know what? Everywhere we went, we took pictures of him in his Mississippi Stars jersey, something that we took very, very seriously. We took a lot of pride in that. Still very, very blessed to see him have had that opportunity. It meant a lot to me. It meant a lot to me. He was a kid. He was born in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, spent most of his life in Baton Rouge. But to, to be a member of the Mississippi Stars organization was very, very important to us. And to have the chance to go play in the Cotton States League in New Albany, Mississippi. And we were living in Baton Rouge, and we'd have some time if we'd drop Ani off with, uh, with Jamie Rappa and Tammy. Their son, Matt, was uh, Ani's teammate and roommate. And we'd drop them off, and he'd stay with them for a week or two, and then we'd come back, we'd go to the ball games and pick him up. That way he could play. There's a commitment involved with every bit of that. And so baseball is a big part of 
our national fabric. And so this past Saturday, when I see all of these fans and parents out there have an opportunity to watch our kids play, really for the first time in a long time. And it reminded me of the memories that we made as a family having a chance to see my kid go through some of this stuff. And I kind of laugh at myself when I hear people repeating the same cliches like they have any idea what they're talking about. You know, go ahead and drop the bad head on it. You know, I don't even know if many of those folks know what the bad head is or how you drop it. But, you know, it all sounds good, I guess. But it reminds me, too, of what's right about baseball. You know, there weren't people out there that had on masks. I guess there was one or two, maybe some people that are a little bit older. But by and large, there weren't people that wore masks, and there was, no, there was no requirement to wear it. There was no restriction either. So if you wanted to wear the mask, you certainly could. But there was social distancing. You know, people really weren't piled on top of each other. People left some room. And that's probably the new normal. You know, there are going to be some ball games when that's going to be next to impossible. Maybe you want to wear your mask. But... But it was good to be out there and hear Greg Sykes and his group and, you know, Eric Dubose and all those guys be out there and just kind of teaching these kids and giving them an opportunity to do some big things. But it just felt good to be back at the ballpark. It didn't matter what the score was. It didn't matter who won or lost. What mattered is that we were there as a family, as a, an American family, as a Mississippi family, have an opportunity to be there and to watch those kids and celebrate those kids in the game of baseball. I think that's remarkable. I had several people that messaged me once they saw that I was at a ballpark. They were so desperate for sports. Steve, where are you? I, I got I to see this. Where are these kids playing? You're going to have some Mississippi State players going to play throughout the state. There's no Cape Cod League this year, but we're going to have Summer League Baseball in Jackson, Hattiesburg, the Cod States League, and, of course, in Meridian. And you're going to, I believe you're going to have Mississippi State players in every one of those leagues. So if you're looking to get out and go watch some baseball, and maybe you don't have a kid to go watch play, and maybe you feel weird just going to watch other kids play that you don't have a vested interest in, go watch the Mississippi State kids play in some of these summer league baseball games. You can find that information just about anywhere. But uh, we're going to do our best to keep up with it over at Gene's page, and we'll try to keep some stats when we can get them. It's a little more difficult, you know, with what we're dealing with now. But Mississippi State is a big part of the in-state baseball deal. There for many years, when you thought college baseball in Mississippi, you thought Mississippi State. You've got to give Ole Miss and Southern Miss some credit for the strides they've made in the last several years. But uh, it's just one of those things about being back at the ballpark. It made me miss Duty Noble that much more. This is Omaha week. We would be in Omaha this week. And if you've never been, let me encourage you, make a commitment today. I don't care if you've got to start a savings account or whatever. Start putting aside 20, 50 bucks a pay period, whatever. Put it aside and have yourself a little Omaha fund. Because until you go, you don't know what you're missing. And once you go, you're going to want to get back every single time. After going last year, and, uh, and I'm going to share with you a story because I think it's important. I'm sure just about all of you know who David Murray is. Dave Murray and I have worked together now for going on 20 years, which in many ways kind of feels like a dream to me because uh, I remember many, many moons ago reading the Dog's Bite little tabloid newspaper deal that Dave and Joe Deere put together. really became more of a Dave Murray venture at the the end. But uh, Dave and I were at Omaha last year, 
And uh, I think he enjoyed kind of showing me around or whatever because he's been there so many times. A lot of people forget Joe – I mean, pardon me, Joe. Uh, so when Joe Deere and Dave Murray at different points in their life have both been SID for state baseball, Dave was the SID for state baseball back in 85. And so in many ways, the 85, 89 teams were his. And uh, so last year, you know, I was on the road a lot. I went to all the road series except for Ole Miss. And, uh, you know, really got to know the players, the, the, the families. And it's, you really weren't going to tell, tell me anything about that team. And I felt like in many ways I kind of took ownership of that team. And so we're in Omaha last year. And uh, it was such a great experience. I remember, I remember walking out there that very first ball game, and Michigan's getting ready to play. And I'm walking along the first baseline in the grandstand, just taking it all in because we weren't playing until the following day. And all of a sudden, kickstart my heart from Motley Crue started. And, and then the hair on the back of my neck stood up. And I thought, you know what, what a major event. And then everybody began to holler and cheer, and it was an incredible environment. And I thought to myself, at that moment, there is no place in the world that I would rather be than in Omaha, Nebraska. Because I'm a fan of college baseball. I went to every game when I was there. I didn't miss a single one, even the ones we didn't play in. Even after we eliminated, got eliminated, I went the next day, and I watched the games. And then I spent a day in Omaha just to kind of get to know the city. But I'll tell you, there is, there's something special about watching your team take the field at Omaha. It, it changes something in you. Number one, it's the promised land of college baseball. But to watch that M over S be emblazoned upon all of the graphics and to be up on the, the scoreboard, and to see the maroon and white take the field in Omaha, Nebraska, at TD Ameritrade, it changes something in us when we see that, when we witness that. Maybe we yell a little louder. But I will share with you that it's one of those experiences that I will remember for the rest of my life. And so after State was eliminated, it was very, very emotional. I remember standing in a tunnel and watching Rowdy Jordan walk off the field and Tears in their eyes and seeing Jake Mangum. And that was the hard part, wasn't it? I mean, it's like as much as we love, you know, Rowdy and, and uh, T.A. and Westy and Justin Foscue, we knew we would see them again, and we all felt like we would get back this year. But for Peyton Plumley, a guy that had gone through so much, and lesser people would have left, he didn't. He stayed. Got a chance to be the winning pitcher in the – Super regional game against Stanford that, that sent Mississippi State to Omaha. That's something that I'm sure he and his family will, will cherish the remainder of their days on this planet. But watching those seniors and watching Jake and all he's meant to Mississippi State, watching them come out of that tunnel and you see what it all means. It's not just about next year. It's a short time in life when everything has to go right. And we were kind of built last year to kind of win that thing. But we didn't. And then the resignation in their faces when they thought, you know what, it's over. It's one of those things that stays with you. It lingers with you long after you've left the ballpark. And I wasn't ready to leave Omaha. Maybe that's why I hung around for a couple days. But my Omaha memory will be something that Dave Murray and I shared. We walked down after State had been eliminated, walked down to the field, and I had never been on the field. Been in the grandstand, been all around that place. 
but I've never been on the field. So Dave takes me down. We go through the tunnel, and we go out on the field. And Dave scooped down, got a Gatorade cup, and he scooped up some of that red clay right in front of the Mississippi State dugout. And he didn't say anything for a minute. He just kind of sat there and soaked it all in. And he goes, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm taking this with me because I don't know if I'll ever be back. That's one of those things that stays with you. He told me on every, every trip that he's been able to do that, that he brings some of that red clay back with him because we don't know when we're going to get back. And one of the cool things I think Dave's done, and he'll be embarrassed if I told you this, but I'm going to tell you anyway because we're all family, right? Is when a couple of years ago, I guess back in 13, Dave went to the old Rosenblatt. And he took a 1989 quarter. And he went and pitched it in the Rosenblatt Stadium for that 89 baseball team that didn't go. Didn't get the opportunity, a team that was considered the best in the country and was eliminated before we had an opportunity to get to Omaha. And on behalf of that team, he made that little contribution. Threw it in the wishing well, so to speak. But it is a magical place, and the fact that we are not there this year, that nobody's playing this year, is, is one of those things that uh, is a casualty of the COVID-19 virus. And there are a lot of people out there that are, it's probably better for them that the season was suspended because they would have had another year of disappointment. But we have reached a point at Mississippi State now where the expectations to get to Omaha. I remember something John Cohen said at his introductory press conference. And John said, we've been to Omaha, and just getting to Omaha is no longer enough. Now, John's no longer our head baseball coach, but John's probably in a position now where he can help Mississippi State get to Omaha and, and win it maybe more so than he was as our coach because he can ensure the resources are available to ensure that our coaching staff has all they need to recruit the best student-athletes to represent Mississippi State they possibly can. And I believe we're going to get there. And I, as I've said many times on the show, we're going to win a national championship, and then once we do, we're going to win another one and then another one. I don't know if they come in succession. I don't know if we have a three-peat or anything of that respect. But I believe once, once the dam bursts, Mississippi State's going to be a regular national championship contender, and I'm glad that I'm – and I hope that I'm alive to continue to see that because I believe we're really just kind of beginning to see what Mississippi State baseball can be. I want to remind you, too, our friends at Hawthorne, they're here to help serve you when it comes to your dad as well. I know a lot of you guys are still thinking, okay, well, what do I get dad for Valentine's Day? What do I get dad – for Father's Day, what do I get Dad for his birthday? If you get him Hawthorne colognes, what you do, go take the quiz, take it for him, or have him take it. Say, hey, Dad, listen, I want to kind of, I want to get something I know you're going to like. I mean, I know most most dads are just happy to have some good cologne, but take the two minute quiz. Maybe you could fill the questions out for him because maybe you know his preferences, and they will then pair your dad up with the cologne that best fits his preferences. Maybe you would, maybe you enlist your mom's help to ensure that happens. Hawthorne is the best cologne that I have ever had. I was a Dracara guy for years when that was popular. I was a Calvin Klein Eternity guy. Loved it, wore it for a long time, but Hawthorne is the best. And I think one of the reasons that it is the best is because it fits me. It fits what I like. Rather than me just going out and finding something and say, hey, this is good enough, go to hawthorne.co and use promo code BONEYARD. And as a bonus this time, if you use that promo code, they'll give you a $20 gift card. 
and you can use that gift card for any assortment of products, whether it be, uh, you know. Let's face it, friends. We live in uncertain times. Security, probably more important now than ever before. That's why it's important to keep you, your family, your property safe by working with my friends at Eufy. That's E-U-F-Y dot com. Let me tell you a little bit about this new video smart lock they have. It's super cool because basically you get a three-in-one security system here. You can have everything on just one device instead of having it outside of your house look rather tacky because you got all kinds of stuff out there. It's not just about your security, but convenience. No more concerns about losing keys. You can assign passwords to your family members, and you can see who's kind of coming and going. You got that immigrated camera, too. Uh, it's easy to install. You can set it up with just a Phillips screwdriver. You know, you don't have to go to a class on how to use power tools. No drilling required. You get keyless entry. You don't have to worry about fumbling with the keys when you're getting back with a, an armful of groceries, right? How convenient is that? That in and of itself is a great benefit. You get fingerprint recognition. It's unlocking. You have that AI self-learning chip. So the more you use it, the more accurate it's going to be. You don't have to worry about the battery. It's got a rechargeable battery that can last around four months. And you get a notification before it runs out so you don't have to compromise your family security. You got passcode unlocking, remote control, 2K clear sight, camera. You can see who's at your door. You see these videos online all the time. Don't you think it's time for you to set something up so you can have the peace of mind of knowing that you don't have people constantly going in and out of your property? There's no monthly fee. Unlike other brands that charge you a monthly fee, you can have your recordings locally and never have to pay for storage. How cool is that? It's convenient, it's safe, it's a must-have for your home today. If you already have like a video doorbell, you know sometimes people want to come and steal your, your doorbell. You don't have to worry about with, that with this. All right, so let's be sure to visit Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y official.com forward slash video lock. And it's time for you to gain control of your door. Again, that's Eufy. E-U-F-Y. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her personal foundation, says they're seeing more issues than ever with dogs' joints, odors, and their health than ever before. After doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can all look to improve our dog's health, their food. What she's discovered is that many dog foods are made in a way they can actually create toxins that could possibly be wrecking our dog's health. And that's true for many of the premium brands as well. Fortunately, she's found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step -step how any of us can do the same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. I've got five dogs. I do. I love them. I spend most of my time with them. In fact, Mojo, my mama blue healer, has helped me write six and a half books now. I want her to be as healthy and happy as possible. So if you feel like you do about your dogs the same way I do, let me encourage you to go to badlandsfood.com forward slash boneyard and watch Catherine's video right now. And again, that's badlandsfood.com forward slash boneyard. Be sure and check it out and make sure your pet is happier and healthier than ever. Uh, shampoo, conditioner, body wash, uh, face wash. There's so many different options. Hawthorne.co has everything you need 
uh, to, to ensure that your dad, your husband, your boyfriend, your son, your uncle, whoever, smells great. Take advantage of that offer. Again, it's hawthorne.co, promo code BONEYARD, B-O-N-E-Y-R-D. All right, so let's get in the top ten list. I've had several people reach out to me. Uh, I'm going to give credit to this one for Jay Hopkins. Jay, Jay mentioned he, he got on the wrestling team and got a little specific. And so, you know, I haven't watched wrestling in a long time. Me and my oldest son, Anna, used to watch it regularly. And then I just kind of got tired of watching it. <laughs> it's like one of those things where I watched it when I was a kid, and then when I had a kid and he got into it, I started watching it again. And I've taken both my boys to wrestling events, and I was a big DX fan. Used to get the pay-per-views, all that good stuff, WrestleMania, everything. I mean, you know, all that stuff was big. But to me, the heyday of my life of wrestling was Mid-South Wrestling. You guys remember Cowboy Bill Watts and, and all that? It's, I mean, that was... That was yeah, it was must-watch TV, man, because you know, they wrestled those events at places that we knew. You know what I'm saying? It's like we knew where the National Guard Armory was in, you know, Bug Tussle, Mississippi. You know, it was it was something that was somewhat local. I could talk about Mid-South Wrestling for a long time, but I'm not going to. But I'm going to get in the top ten list, and I'm going to share with you. Uh, you know, if, if we had a top ten personalities, you know, I could – Rattle off Missy Hyatt, Dark Journey. We could go that direction if we wanted to. But uh, I want—I want to give a couple mention to some tag teams because tag team wrestling was great back then. Before we get into the solo wrestlers, I, I wanted to give a shout out to an honorable mention to some tag teams and a few individual wrestlers. Uh, the Fabulous Freebirds. You can still go to YouTube and watch Fabulous Freebirds, Bad Street USA. If you—if you have Flim Flam. On the back jacket of that book, I am wearing a fabulous Freebird shirt. I am wearing a Bad Street USA t-shirt. Michael P.S. Hayes, at one time in my life, was my favorite wrestler. Had a chance to see the fabulous Freebirds take on uh, DBIC and, G- and Duggan and uh, Steve Williams in a six-man tag team match at, at the uh, East Marion High School football field. Got to see Steve Williams do, uh, put the Oklahoma Stampede on Terry Bam Bam Gordy right there on the football field. It's incredible. Uh, Sting and Rock. I don't know if you guys remember this, but Sting and Rock were actually part of UWF, which is kind of what Mid-South was when they rebranded. They were the Blade Runners, and uh, UWF folded shortly after they arrived. Of course, Sting became Sting, and Rock became the Ultimate Warrior. Jim Cornette, the mouth of the South. I know Jimmy Jimmy Hart kind of was that had that moniker with the WWF at the time. But uh, Jim Cornette, the tennis racket, Ole Miss looking guy, with his glasses and bad attitude and not much to back it up. Uh, he was the manager, of course, at Midnight Express. Midnight Express was kind of the the heels of that time, and Rock and Roll Express was uh, was the the good guys. And Rock and Roll Express, in my mind. The best tag team of the era. The Fantastics, they were good too, but they weren't as good as the Rock and Roll Express. And maybe it's because they had mullets and, and bandanas and, and all that sort of stuff. But uh, Rock and Roll Express was great. Robert Gibson, Ricky Morton. Also, I had to give a bit of a shout-out to Mr. Wrestling 2. Never know where Mr. Wrestling 1 was, but Mr. Wrestling 2 was also kind of an intriguing personality. And then Magnum T.A., how about that? Magnum TA. That's great. 
All right, my top 10 wrestlers from the Mid-South era, in my mind, and of course my list is is correct, yours is not. Number 10 for me is Tony Atlas. Tony Atlas was uh, probably one of the best athletes in the stable. A lot of these guys came right out of a ballroom brawl and uh, probably polished off a six-pack before they walked to the ring, but Tony Atlas was a guy that was uh, pretty serious. Uh, Number nine, Terry Taylor. Terry Taylor and the Five Iron, if you remember that, uh, eventually became the Red Rooster. I remember when uh, Jim Ross, when he was with, uh, I guess it was, I guess it was with WWE, I guess, and uh, Jim had had his bout with uh, with Bell's palsy and and uh, was having a tough time. And Terry Taylor came out to to take Jim Ross off off the mic, and uh, I remember. Him saying, Terry Taylor, who are you? I'm the great Jim Ross, the Red Rooster, a big card wrestler at best. Uh, I'll never forget that. Number nine for me, a guy that many of you, unless you watch Mid-South, you probably don't know. Oh, I want to give a shout-out to Master G, too. I don't know if you remember him, Master G. But Brickhouse Brown. Brickhouse Brown came out to Nucleus, the, the song Electric Age by Nucleus. You may know them for Jim on it, but there was a song called The Electric Age, that was Brickhouse Brown's walkout. He was great. Teamed up with Coco Beware for a while. Uh, number seven for me is Buzz Sawyer. Never gets enough credit. He was kind of crazy. He was kind of Mick Foley before Mick Foley. Another hacksaw comes in number six. Hacksaw Butch Reed. One to, an incredible wrestler. An incredible wrestler for his time. Went back and forth. Was probably better as a heel. Number five for me, Dr. Death Steve Williams. Dr. Death Steve Williams. I remember they did a lot of fun things with him. But, uh, you know, he was he was a mullet guy. You know, former, former college football player. Got out there and made some things happen. Number four for me is Ted DiBiase. You know, he really became, you know, he was all, he always was better as a heel. DiBiase, and I don't mean the, the fact he's got his name in the paper now. And if somebody will message me and say, Steve, I can't believe you mentioned him. I'm only rating him as a wrestler, okay? Uh, so DiBiase was a great heel. He was great cutting promos. He was one of those kind of people. You love to hate him. You absolutely did. Then, of course, as he got up in his career a little bit later, you know, he became the million-dollar man. Everybody's got a price. That was kind of his gimmick. Number three for me, a guy that was tag team partners with the Barbarian. And Steve Williams and DiBiase used to dodge these guys left and right. And in one day, they, they agreed to have the tag team championship belts the next week. And then DiBiase and Williams went out and lost to Wendell Coley and Al Perez. And so the Barbarian and Jake the Snake were denied their title shot the next week. Because, you know, back in those days, you remember you had to have an automatic rematch. But Jake Roberts, Jake the Snake Roberts, great gimmick, great personality. Uh, Jake is one of those kind of guys, too, that uh, his repertoire was just different than everybody else. The DDT, I think every kid in the state of Mississippi and perhaps the southeast, everybody DDT'd their friends. And I don't know what it is about being on a trampoline. You just want to grab somebody and put them in a DDT. Number two for me is Hacksaw Jim Duggan. I thought he was a tremendous personality and a great character. He's a guy that went back and forth. You know, he was kind of the big American guy. I remember when Crusher Darso defected and became Crusher Khrushchev. And joined up with uh, Nikita Koloff and those guys and Ivan Volkov and 
became a Russian, defected. And I remember how it had incensed Hacksaw Jim Duggan. He'd come down there with the American flag and a two-by-four and just start cleaning house. He was a lot of fun to watch. And for those of us kids that grew up in the Cold War, anytime we could stick it to the Russians in anything, that was big. And so Hacksaw Duggan was our guy. But number one for me, without a doubt, Junkyard Dog. And I remember JYD actually died uh, when I was living in Natchitoches, Louisiana. He was on his way to watch his daughter graduate from Northwestern State after having worked a match, uh, worked an event, a wrestling event somewhere, and, and fell asleep at the wheel and, and died in a car accident. It's one of those, you know, there's a lot, not a lot, a lot of celebrity deaths that have, have kind of hung with me, but that's one that really bothered me because when I was a kid, you just felt like the junkyard dog could beat anybody. You know, you had Kamala back then. You had, uh, you know, and uh, remember when JYD was suspended? You know, they suspended him, and he came back as Stagger Lee. And then he uh, he put the roofs in there. The DBS he finally got the mask off, and it wasn't wasn't JYD. But those, I mean, that's back when wrestling was fun. And nowadays it all just kind of repeats, and there's all this craziness out there. I mean, I can have a lot of fun with the WWE too, but uh, to me, that's back when wrestling was really fun, and uh, it's still real to me. But I'm not going to cry or anything. No. But that's it. That's the wrestling list. If you have questions about that, if you have complaints, let, let me know. I, it doesn't bother me. I don't, I don't get upset. That's the thing. I've got a lot of security, in my opinion. I'm sure there is somebody I forgot that I should probably have had on the list, and you guys will remind me. But uh, I enjoy the top ten list. I hope you do as well. If you have an idea for the top ten list, please message me and let me know. I'm happy to do them if they interest me. Because sometimes people ask me to do, Steve, give me your top ten favorite Americana bands. I, I can't really help you with that. That's just not my cup of tea. You know, I have respect for it. I'm not hating on it. I, I, I can tell you I respect anybody that can write music lyrically and instrumentally and make people move. I think it's a wonderful thing, even if it's not my cup of tea or not. i got respect for all of it. I hope you do, too. Campus Bookmark, longtime sponsors of this show. Stan, the man, Miss Kathy Brown, the lovely, talented Susie wonderful people they'll treat you like family because in their eyes you are family if you can't make it by there perhaps you're more comfortable shopping online you can do that too at campusbookmart.net and by being a loyal boneyard listener we'll give you a little phrase that pays that is bsr which stands for beautiful steve robertson and that'll get you free shipping on all orders over 50 bucks any order less than 50 dollars absolutely incomplete mom dad i'm gonna tell you again you're getting ready to take those summer trips. You're going to be going to family reunions, and everybody's getting out, and everybody's going to summer baseball games, that sort of stuff. The kids want new merchandise. There's no end to the things the kids want. But mom needs to get them clean clothes. Mom needs to get them new clothes because the kids are always growing. Nothing makes kids happier than having Mississippi State merchandise. Buy some for yourself while you're there. Again, that's campusbookmart.net, promo code BSR. So, late last week it was learned... I actually was told on Thursday that we had had three football players test positive for COVID-19. Paul Jones gets the jump on everybody on Friday, I guess it was, with four. We have four because on Thursday we were still awaiting some test results. PJ gets a scoop. We put it out there, and, that's again, that's, that's who we want to be, good, bad, or indifferent. We want to be reporting the news. That's, that's, that's our commitment to ourselves and to all of you. I'm sure there are some people out there like, and I've read it on Facebook groups, oh, well, why would we put this out here? Well, the, the news is the news. I mean, how you feel about it is up to you. 
but there are four players that have tested positive for COVID-19, all of them asymptomatic. They'll go through the quarantine, they'll go through the necessary protocols, and then they'll go back and rejoin their team. And That's one of the reasons we're doing it in June, right? Let's go ahead and get this behind us, figure out how to deal with it. This is a learn-as-we-go type deal. There are a lot of people out there around the country that are, that are panicking. And listen, chances are, and I don't know this, but chances are that these players contracted this, this virus before they got to campus, and they brought it with them back to Starkville. Of course, it's entirely possible that you get here and one of your teammates has it, and then, and then you get it. I mean, that's always a possibility, which is why you quarantine them. But it's not like they got sick or they tested positive because they came back to campus. They likely would have tested positive at home. I've read uh, Houston, University of Houston, has canceled voluntary workouts because they did not test their players, let everybody begin working out, and the next thing you know it, you had a handful of guys that were sick. That's the wrong way to do it. That's, without a doubt, the wrong way to do it. So there are some protocols in place to keep the students safe. Now, listen, a lot of people out here said, okay, well, what about attendance, Steve? How are we going to handle that? Let me share with you a couple things about that. Number one, nobody knows for sure. No matter what anybody tells you, nobody knows for sure. I know last week some people said, well, Ole Miss had emailed their season ticket holders saying they plan to be at 100%. I think everybody plans to be at 100%. But at this point, we don't have enough information to guarantee that. And I'm not sitting here telling you that Ole Miss is sending out something that is disingenuous. I'm just telling you that everybody's trying to sell season tickets, and the deadline, I think, was today, June 15th. And so they're just letting people know, hey, listen, we're expecting to be there. You need to plan in advance. Now, of course, if things don't go as, as the way they had hoped or we hoped, they can always refund your money. But the bottom line is there have not been decisions made. I am told that uh, Mississippi State officials and Ole Miss officials and Southern Miss officials will eventually meet with uh, the governor's office and their task force about what their concerns are, what their plans are, and then a decision will be made for all in-state institutions that it won't be one set of rules for Ole Miss and one for Mississippi State. I know that, that there's some people that would disagree with that statement but I'm talking about specifically about COVID-19 protocols, is that we're going to have a blanket policy for all in-state institutions. And those decisions haven't been made yet. The month of June's big. The month of June is really big. Let's get through this. And I know that I read yesterday, I guess it was the, uh, the Daily Journal, I guess. I guess John Pitts had, had had a story. I don't know who wrote it. I, guess, I would assume it's Parrish Offord, that uh, they, had, they had heard that there were more players at Ole Miss that had tested positive and Ole Miss disputes a report. You know, there are going to be some reports of that nature from time to time that are going to pop up. Some are going to be true. Some are going to turn out to not be true. But I just encourage everybody to just take a deep breath. Because if you remember about two months ago, there were a lot of people that were telling you, there's no way we're going to have school this fall. Well, we're planning on having school this fall. And then people were saying, well, we can't have football without having students on campus. And that was the big thing. And I don't know why that was the big thing, because it didn't make any sense for us to have those discussions in April. And everybody kept saying, give it time. Give it time. It'll be okay. We'll figure it out. Well, now not only do we have students on campus for summer school, we're planning to play football, which is what many of us suggested all along. But this is not about being right or being wrong. I'm just encouraging people, take a deep breath. And just because you read something that makes you nervous doesn't mean it's true. 
I want to get into a couple other things, too, as they affect our state. I'm not going to sit here and talk, um, you know, about things that I don't, I don't know about. And I know there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of controversy right now in our state and our country. A lot of people are talking about, uh, you know, some things in Mississippi's past. And so I'll say that to say this. And it's one of the things that I shared that really struck me as of late is, you know, I, I don't know if you know this, but I got a grandchild on the way. It'll be here in about six weeks or so. Still praying for her. She's doing great. But, uh, you know, I begin to think about, okay, about my own grandparents. And I'm a great-grandparents. And uh, I think about the legacy that they handed down to me and how proud they were of Mississippi. But they were not like these characters that are painted in many of the uh, the old movies about Mississippi. My folks were very blue-collar, hard-working people that for the most part lived paycheck to paycheck. They had to work to eat. They weren't given anything. My dad grew up on a dairy farm in Jones County, Mississippi, one of 13 kids. My dad went to junior college at Jones County Junior College and came to Mississippi State Graduated, went to work for Farmers Home Administration, worked there for 33 years, trying to better the lives of Mississippi farmers. And so when I begin to think about the legacy as Mississippians that people in my family have handed down to me, I want to ensure that when my grandchildren and great-grandchildren look back at the life that I led, that I leave them a legacy that they can be proud of. And I don't necessarily mean about the work you do or the things you buy. I'm talking about the life you lead. And there are a lot of complicated issues. There are. But I know a lot of people have seen this as an opportunity to kind of lob shots at Ole Miss. And I get it. I do. I'm a Mississippi State guy. But also I'm aware of this. is Every time State or Ole Miss gets in any type of controversy, there are people around the nation that can't draw the distinction. And more times than not, bad trouble in Oxford means bad trouble for Mississippi State because all of a sudden it paints the entire state in a negative light. And I'm not lobbing shots at Ole Miss here today. I'm just saying that we we have a collective history that is somewhat shameful at times. Whether we're responsible for that or not, we still kind of bear the burden to ensure going forward that we're not adding to any of that. And so I say that to say this, is that uh, there are a lot of things that Mississippi has made a lot of progress in. We have many things left to do, many things left to do. Uh, And I believe that we're kind of on the precipice of a lot of change around the country. And so as for me, I just think to myself, how, how do I want to be remembered as a person, as a father, as a writer, as a Mississippian. How do I want to be remembered? And uh, I know what my convictions are, and I don't get out here and talk about politics and that sort of stuff very often, because, listen, here's the deal. I want to get along with everybody. And it's not that I don't have a passionate stance, but, listen, I can talk politics with you without getting into an argument about it. Uh, Matter of fact, some of my best friends do not believe the same way that I do. But I love them just the same as those that do. Because there are some people that agree with me sometimes because I think they believe that, I, that I'm, I'll beat them in the argument. You know what I'm saying? It's like, 
well, I'll just go along with it. But I have some friends that have absolutely no similarities with my value system. But I still enjoy getting their point of view. I reach out. There's sometimes I'll begin to think I'll, I'll be convicted about something and say, you know what? Maybe I don't know all I need to know about this. And I'll reach out and I'll say, hey, listen, tell me where I'm wrong here or tell me where I'm right. What are your thoughts about this? And I think it's important to have friends that are not necessarily just like us. Now, when it comes to college allegiances, I think all of your friends should be bulldogs, right? Because we're the best. But I, when I think about our history at Mississippi State, and I think about you know many of the great things that have happened, I mean, listen, Mississippi State was still in Mississippi, okay? There's some very difficult times. But I'm, when you begin to think about Robert Bell and Frank Dowsing and, and all of Melvin Barkham, you know, and I think about Mississippi State as being on the right side of things. But they're, they're listen, there's they're some crummy Mississippi State people too, okay? That's the reality of it. And, and we're, we share a state, you know, with a school that um, in many ways has kind of glorified the Confederacy, whether people want to admit it or not. That's the reality of it. And so they're about to go through something that is going to affect us too. And so, you know, Maybe I'm wrong. Cause I, I, listen, I've always been one that has kind of mentioned, hey, listen, look at those guys up the road. Look at what those dirty doggone rebels did. But this is a little different, I think. I think this is a little different. And I know there are some people that will take some glee in all this. But, I, you know, I, I think some of, the, some of the stain from some of that could splash back on us. And so I think it's best if we just kind of let that happen, how it's going to happen without pouring – you know, gas on the flames. That's, and, and maybe I'm completely wrong, but uh, that's how I see it. Uh, I know that um, we're seeing some different things in life. And some of them are very good. Some of them aren't. But the only thing constant in life is change. And uh, I am a person that is, I'm very reluctant when it comes to that sort of stuff. I, you know, I guess as an addict, maybe that gives me a, an, an excuse, I guess, but once things are kind of going good for me, I, I don't do much to disrupt the pace. You know what I'm saying? I just kind of want to stay in the groove. You know, if, if that means, you know, if I got to eat the same thing for lunch every day because I'm superstitious, then so be it. But when things are going good, I just want things to continue to go good for me. But there are other people out there, they don't have it as good as we do. There are other people out there that, that they, they need change in their lives and uh, there are a lot of people out there I know that are like you know, listen you know this is this is what I experienced and you know I didn't have to deal with all those kind of things and, and that's the reality of it we all have we have a shared experience and then we have a personal experience you know we can all go to that we can all go to watch the fireworks display and all see different things we're all in the same place we all shared the same real estate we, we breathe the same air but our experiences may have been different I think it's important to respect that it's important to respect the fact that I may not see everything the same way that my neighbor does. Uh, and it may, maybe, maybe it's my own ignorance. Maybe it's my own blissful ignorance. Maybe I just think I'm so caught up in my own stuff that I just don't see it. Maybe I don't want to see it. Or maybe I was too blind to see it. Or maybe I was too caught up in my own stuff and I just missed it. But I'm proud of where we are as, as a state. But I believe that we can and must do better. And I think we're going to find that we have the opportunity as Mississippians to leave a much better state than we found when we were born into it. And that's not to say that, listen, there are some values in Mississippi. When I move, when I move, I chose to move back to Mississippi. 
Because one of the things that I thought, you know, I want my kids to be able to, to have some of that. I want my kids to be able to experience what it's like to make friends and go to the creek. You know what I'm saying? Or make friends and uh, you go out there and you have the bonfire out in the country. And, and you live with country folks and that sort of stuff. And you eat, you know, muscadine jam and that sort of stuff on a, on a, on a butter biscuit. We didn't have that, you know, and so now I've lived in a city like Baton Rouge for a while. I said, you know what, I want my kids to have the best of both worlds. I want them to have the opportunity to have all the convenience of the Mall of Louisiana and all the stuff that goes with that and Bon Marche and all the great things that happen in Baton Rouge. But I also thought, you know, since I've had all that, I kind of like this better. I kind of like eating local and shopping local. I like being able to walk in places and people know who I am and not just because I wrote a book or two. Because I'm a Starkville person, because I live here, because I contribute to this community. And so that's the Mississippi that I know, and that's the Mississippi that I love. And I'm going to do all that I can to ensure that that Mississippi grows. I am not going to buy into uh, this other thing where I'm supposed to keep people at arm's length. I mean, of course, we're going to have, you know, social distancing and that sort of stuff. But, uh, I'm I'm a firm believer that uh, Mississippi is everything that we make it to be, and they didn't call us the hospitality state for nothing. And I think that we need to buy into more of that and less of the things that divide us. Well, that's going to do it for today. I'll be back on Wednesday, and I look forward to being with you guys then. And a reminder, if you hadn't ordered your Stark Villains gear, you can do that at StarkVillains.com. T-shirts, hoodies, everything you need. We can get it taken care of for you right there. Thanks to the good folks at Deep South Pout. They can, uh, they're kind of running that show for me at StarkVillains.com. You never know. We may have some Alpha Dogs stuff as we get a little closer to the, uh, to the book release. I think you're going to want to be one of those too. But until next time, let's all live our lives in a way we make more friends and enemies and people can see a difference in the way we live. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.